Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, y'all. I'm Bud Elliott, and this is Cover 3 College Football Summer School. We've done our research on the teams, and now we're bringing on the top team experts from the 24-7 Sports Network to help us fill in the blanks. Please follow us on Twitter at Cover3Podcast. That's Cover3Podcast. And leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. All right. Class is in session. Hey guys, welcome into Bud Elliott's College Football Summer School on the Cover 3 Podcast. And I'm excited today to be talking the defending national champions. First time in my lifetime I've been able to say that. And I'm joined by Dog Dogs 247's own Rusty Manzel. Rusty, welcome in, man. It's good to be back, man. Spring practice starting in Georgia. Uh, a lot of schools start this morning at 6 a.m. So when spring practice in high school starts, I know that college season is, is starting to tap on the door a little bit. It is, man. Get, get, got the smell of that grass and uh, get, got two days, you know, conditioning coming up this summer and got to love it. Got to love it. Uh, everybody's feeling pretty good in the state of Georgia. Georgia high school football is real, really damn good. And uh, Georgia's had uh, like Kirby Smart's kind of dream season, right? Nick Saban's like, you can't win with defense anymore. And Kirby's like, watch this. We're going to have one of the best damn defenses of all time. I think when you look up, I think, you know, me knowing these kids since high school, I knew they were pretty special. But I think you you follow the 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 jump from freshman year. I mean, you look at that. There was a picture post on Twitter the other day of Jordan Davis, like his first week at Georgia. And I mean, he looked he looked three eighty. And you know, Trayvon Walker was a young raw kid. And you know, you look at these guys and they kind of grown into grown men, obviously. But you see how highly valued they are by the NFL, and it tells you how special. Uh, this Georgia specifically, that front seven. Um, I've said it all week on Twitter. I've doubled down today. I think Quay Walker goes in the first round. And, um, you know, this is a guy that didn't, it kind of was in, tucked away in the corner a little bit. But you're talking about a six foot four, 240 pound outside linebacker uh, that ran four, five, one as well. So they had, you know, when Quay Walker is kind of the afterthought and he could probably go in the first round, you know what Georgia was dealing with last year. So uh, I told this story, I think, one time before on Cover 3, but I, I always like to watch the Nike Coach of the Year Clinic series videos because I feel like, you know, if you're covering a game, it's good to, good to keep learning more about scheme and what sure. you know how the game's evolving. And Kirby gets up there to do his, and it's like, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes, but he's talking about different techniques they play and how Georgia wants to establish. Uh, they used to, you know, have, have a plan for their run fit first, and then they would think pass rush second. Now they think pass rush first and sort of run fit second, which is probably pretty common across the game now. But the funny thing is, he's talking about the different techniques they're trying to play in the blitzes. And I don't know if he pulled the examples himself. Probably not. Probably had some, some you know, analyst or intern do it uh, for him. And, and repeatedly, Rusty, he's like, well, okay, so I want to back up here. We did – this is what we called. However, uh, Jordan Davis actually took the center and then ragdolled him into the guard, which is also a really effective way to play run defense. Yeah. But that he didn't actually go to the gap that we wanted yeah. to go to. Yeah. And it's like the same. He's like, well – Okay, you look at this. This is what we called. Most of these guys played good technique. This guy actually jumped out of his gap, but Nicobe Dean 
Uh, he was on the other hash here. He actually ran to the sideline, not the Kentucky guy out. Uh, if, like three or four times in the Nike video that that the, that they sent up to the high school coaches, like you could tell what they drew up. Kirby shows it on the board. They run the clip. And it's just like, well, all right, this actually worked even better than we thought it would because this guy made a uh, play that most humans just can't make. Uh, it's I got to chuckle out of it, man. I mean, you look at that Michigan play, and of course, it went viral. You know, and your the amount of explosion and like a tight space that Trayvon Walker comes through that guard from Michigan oh. is pulling. And I, you know, when you look at that guy from Michigan, that that's not a tiny human, but the amount of force and explosion that Trayvon Walker basically creates, rolling through his hips and exploding through that player, how quick he did it. I mean, you know, the guy in front of you pulls. You step down to close your gap, and all of a sudden there's a big guy there. All you do is just jack him up, and and it looked like he electrocuted the dude the way he bounced off of him. You know what I mean? And and but yeah. that, that's a grown man, but it tells you things like that. And and I know the Georgia kind of theme the last couple of years, Dan Lanning very big on it was creating havoc. And when you talk about Jordan Davis taking the center and the guard and pushing them into the backfield, making everybody run the hump or everybody behind him better. Trayvon Walker jacking up a pulling guard. You know, it allows that linebacker to scrape evenly and easy down to make a play. So they just had a historic generational type front seven, and those guys work well together. And, um, you know, I had an inside source tell me back last spring that, you know, Kirby is is in panic mode about the DBs and being able to cover. And that source told me, he said, he's not going to have to worry about that because all they got to cover is for about two <laughs> seconds and somebody's going to the ground. And and that wind up being something that stuck with me uh, because when you got to the season, man, you know, the back end wasn't really the strength, but you look at the front seven, they made everybody around them so, so much better. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, so we'll, we'll start there with the defense. N- number one with a bullet. I mean, they – they could have a large drop off from where they were last year and still mm-hmm. finish as the number one overall yes. defense in the country. I mean, they they were that far ahead mm-hmm. of the number two unit, at least in most of the power ratings that I look at. So you lose Quay Walker, you, you, you lose Trayvon Walker, you lose Devontae White, you lose Jordan Davis, you lose Nicobe Dean, who was smart as a whip, and you lose Channing Tindall, who who played 450 snaps for you. You know, like not a uh, you know didn't not, not not always starting, but that's still like more than half the snaps on on defense. Mm-hmm. Russell, what what kind of drop off are you expecting here from the front seven? Um, you know, I don't sugarcoat it in any interview I do. They're going to have a drop off, and and that's just that's just reality. Now they're going to replace them with really good players, but what they're replacing guys of, they're replacing grown men, guys that played a ton of snaps, fully grown, fully you know, guys have been in a weight program three or four years in the SEC program. All those guys came back for a reason, leadership in the locker room. You know, I know they got Nolan Smith returning and Jalen Carter, uh, but they had, you know, those Devontae White, N'Kobe Dean, Channing Tindall, Quay Walker, Jordan Davis. Those guys were such good, good leaders in the locker room. And I don't think people put enough value on that. I, I, I said it after 2017 season when Georgia lost Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle, Lorenzo Carter, and those guys, Roquan Smith, it would be hard to replace them because of their leadership. And it took a couple of years to do that. So you hope that's not the case for Georgia, but I will say they got some very, very good young football players. I think Georgia is going to have an outstanding defense, but it might take a few games. It might be later in the season before they get to where they got the pieces of the puzzle to be considered what an elite defense in college football. I think Georgia's going to, have to score a lot of points early on uh, to carry them, but 
They got some very, very good young players. I think Georgia, if they get through this year, whatever happens, you start looking at this time next year, we start talking about this guy's coming back, this guy's coming back. If they were to get a Keely Ringo to come back, you know, for another year or something like that, uh, we could be talking about Georgia once again to have that elite, elite defense of college football. No doubt about it. So of, of those guys, is there is there one spot that you feel most confident in, in, in them replacing and one spot that maybe you have the least confidence? I think they got a really good uh, D-line. I think, you know, Jalen Carter coming back. You know, they got some guys, some young guys that were very highly recruited. Ty Ingram Dawkins, I think he's number one player in South Carolina two years ago. Nazir Stackhouse is a dude. Uh, you know, they got Jalen Carter, who would be the num- – Jalen Carter would be the number two player taken behind Traylon Walker uh, Thursday night if he could – uh, if he could come out, he'd be the number two yeah. Georgia player drafted. Uh, Nolan Smith, a very experienced guy. Robert Bill seemed like he's been there nine years. Uh, he'll be back for his sixth year. I think the the place that you really get concerned with is inside backer because you're losing to Kobe Dean. You know, you're losing Channing Tindall, all those guys there. Uh, Quay Walker, that's a ton of snaps, ton of leadership. They've been banged. They were extremely banged up right there. So I, I think from that point, do they have really good players? They do, but man, they lost a ton of experience right there. Glenn Schumann's going to have his work cut out for him with some young guys there because they ask those inside backers to do a lot of different things. And just what you talked about, bud, on third down, those guys, Nicobe Dean would Nicobe Dean would blitz every third down. Quay Walker was coming off the edge every third down. Channing Tindall would blitz. They asked those guys not only to pressure and match up and cover. So whoever they put in those roles have really got the work cut out for them. I think that's one of the things that made Georgia, you know, such a special defense last year. Like we knew the secondary was not a strength relative to the D line in the front seven, but the the underneath coverage w- was so good. You, you saw it repeatedly mm-hmm. uh, in the national title game where they where they just said, "Bama, we're not going to allow the deep ball. See if you can beat us in the red zone, where the backers are are more of a factor in coverage." And you know, Dean blows that one up, and I think Tyndall gets another one down there yeah. uh, by by the goal line. Really changed the the course of that game. Um, so, Rusty. It, DB wise, mm-hmm. we're expecting this to be better, I assume. Well, the reality is they're bringing back guys like William Poole and Chris Smith at safety, who are very experienced guys. They're not burners. Um, you know, they're, they're just really good, solid college football players that's played a lot of football. You know, for everything William Poole took in that SEC championship, and they went after him, um, they went after him pretty good, uh, especially in the slot receiver, and they converted a lot of third downs. Now, in that national championship game, he played better. And he made one of the biggest stops in the game, uh, undercutting an in route there on third and seven late in the game to give Georgia the ball back. And then they score. Brock Bauer scores the next uh, about four plays later. So William Poole, very experienced guy. Chris Smith, very experienced guys. Are the NFL prospects? I don't know that. Keely Ringo is that guy. He's getting better. He's big. He's six foot, you know, six foot one and a half, 205 pounds, everything we thought he would be. The other corner spot now is where you're trying to decide, you know, what's going to happen there. Uh, is it going to be uh, Kamari Lassiter, a young man out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama? Will it be Dalen Everett, the five-star freshman that Georgia got out of, Cle- got, IMG. Uh, got out of IMG, decommitted from Clemson late uh, when they had a coaching change? So I think they got some young guys, but they certainly got some questions there uh, in, the, in the back end because, look, they're going to have to cover longer, and that's just reality this time. So we'll see where they are. I think the secondary is going to be better. Uh, it's really experienced in safety, but you know, as we talk right now, there's nothing going on in the portal uh, as we record this on Monday. But I do think if a safety, and I'm talking about a big body guy that can run, gets in between now and May 1st, I would be surprised if Georgia don't take a hard look there. No doubt about it. All right, so switching to the off side of the ball, 
Uh, not quite as good as the defense was. It would be hard hard to do it, but, but still an extremely efficient attack. Uh, yeah. Very good at protecting the ball. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you, you lose Burton to Bama, and yet I, I look at this. Bowers, Mitchell, McConkey, Kyrus Jackson, he's back too, right? Darnell Washington, Arik Gilbert is is back in camp. They're skill position wise, they're they're loaded. AD Mitchell is is the guy. I mean, AD yeah. Mitchell. You take Eric, anybody that's not in the tight end room, uh, AD Mitchell's the guy. You know, kind of his his recruiting story is crazy. He comes from Texas to Tennessee. He he times out. Then they had the COVID season, so he doesn't get to play his senior season. He doesn't get to work out for anybody. Uh, you know, Georgia had a connection in Nashville area, got a hold of some tape, got a chance to watch him work out. They offer him, get him committed. And, you know, that touchdown he catches in the fourth quarter against Alabama when he could, he knocks the top off coverage and makes a, you know, play in the back of the end zone. Uh, you know, that's what they got to have out of him. I think he's the guy that's going to step forward, but we could talk the rest of the podcast on that tight end room, uh, with Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington, and, and now Eric Gilbert. Oscar, oh, by the way, Oscar Delps really freaking yeah. as a freshman. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, they're going to have some matchup problems there. Kiaris Jackson comes back for a senior season. This is a guy that was a state shot put champ. He was a state 100-meter champ uh, in the state of Georgia out of Peach County. So, you know, there's some players there. Dominic Blaylock would be a big plus for them. So, you, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat losing Jermaine Burton because Jermaine Burton was that guy that had size and speed. I mean, he could yeah. really stretch the field. But I stood on the sidelines. Saturday, uh, G-Day, two weeks ago, and you don't realize how fast Arian Smith is until you watch him in live action. And that second play that Carson Beck throws to him when he unloads one and Arian Smith is three yards behind the defender, just blows by everybody. So if they can keep Arian Smith healthy, that wide receiver room is going to be okay in, in Athens this year. I remember uh, at Under Armour game a couple of years ago, uh, I, I was there to live in Orlando and a guy from another network uh, wanted to bet me when they had the fastest man thing. And I was like, I will take all of the Arian Smith that you were willing to open up that wallet for, buddy. That's right. But, That's right. Yeah. Um, all right. So offensive line should be, I think, actually better despite losing Schaefer and, and, and Jamari. Um, yeah. Tackles look real good. I mean, if, hell, if you need help and you got, got those tight ends. I, I want to take this thing to quarterback uh, to, to end it. A lot of smoke, you know, on, on, not smoke, but just honest reporting on Dogs 247. Hey, Carson Beck is making a a, a, a real run, show, showing great improvement. Is this the, what we see a lot of programs where it's, hey, they got to say this, the coaches are saying this because they don't want guys to transfer, or is Carson Beck really making a run at Stetson Bennett? I think Carson Beck's gotten better. That's the okay. news. I think Carson Beck has gotten more expensive. third spring practice. Um, you know, there's always been a little bit of buzz about him and, you know, we kind of wrote it that he was going to be the guy that week, and all of a sudden he didn't have a good practice. And Stetson Bennett comes in and throws five touchdowns that week, and that was it. That was, that was a wrap on that job. So uh, I'm very confident that, that Carson Beck had a really good spring, had a really good spring game. Now, he was going against the twos, so let's, let's call a spade a spade there. Uh, but Stetson Bennett, as long as I have known Kirby Smart to be the head football coach at University of Georgia and the million of questions he's taken at press conference, to hear Kirby Smart come out and almost the first response after the spring game was Stetson Bennett's our guy. He knows he's our quarterback and he's this team knows he's our quarterback. That said a ton to me. Now, you know, maybe he's thinking, look, I know Carson Beck just throwed for two or just passed for 250 yards and all these, you know, look good. I'm going to squash it right now and say Stetson Bennett's our guy. Uh, I, I don't know, but for him to say that, to me, said a lot, and I think that Stetson Bennett is clearly the guy. I think Georgia has to feel good 
about Carson Beck and what they saw out of him this spring. And I think Brock Vandergrift had his moments as well, too. You know, this is his second spring, and he's still getting better and still, uh, you know, learning things. I think he presses a little bit at times, but I'll say this about Brock Vandergrift. When you watch him in person, he's a little bit different than everybody because I don't think people realize how big he is. You know, he's six yeah. foot three, 205 pounds. He's a dual threat guy with an absolute cannon. Uh, I think at times he presses a little bit trying to 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 make plays. Uh, you find that a lot with young quarterbacks. But I think his development, too, is one to watch. So you fast forward to let's don't even, you know, I'll, God, don't bring up Arch Manning or anything. If Georgia were to get Arch Manning, if Georgia were not to get Arch Manning and they have Carson Beck and Brock Vandergrift battling for this job next year, that's going to be a hell of a battle because both kids have gotten better. But Carson Beck did what you wanted him to do this spring as a third year, third spring guy is to take that step forward. Rusty Manziel, Dogs 247. Georgia should be very live for the playoff once again. Got to see that a young defense continue to improve, and, and we'll see if the offense can take yet another step. Rusty, we'll have to have you back on in the fall to preview this season. Let's do it, man. All right, that's the bell. Cover 3 College Football Summer School is over for today. But don't worry. We'll be back soon with even more episodes filling you in on the top teams in college football. Please give us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on YouTube and on Twitter at Cover 3 Podcast, and we'll see you all soon.